Look, on the phone right now, we have a very special guest, or should I say a few guests. We have Paulie from Fat Pizza, Mario from Swift and Shift Careers, and Frankie from Howzo's. We are talking with the one and only, I guess, I dare say, king of Australian comedy, <laughs> Paul Fennick. How you doing, Paul? Uh, we probably, uh, King probably a little too much of a uh, high with, uh, you know, uh, a Australian comedy, I think is more appropriate. You're breaking up a little bit there, Paul, but I, I, I gather that you're saying uh, that King is a bit too too heavy. You want something a bit more modest, or uh, maybe not? Maybe Robber Baron rather than <laughs> Baron of Baron of Baron of comedy. Yes, <laughs> not so much. That's good. I'm not sure many people are fighting for that title, so it's all yours if you'd like it. <laughs> it's mine, and I'm taking it, and it's, I'm going to do a burnout in honour of that title. <laughs> Please, as long as that burnout's in the uh, in the Valiant from the original pizza series. Mate, I, love, I did them all. Like, I loved it. I'm a burnout king from, from many years before my media career. Who doesn't have a burnout? Only Stooges and Police, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and Stooges and Police don't usually listen to our show, so I think we're, I think we're pretty safe we're here. We're in the clear. Good, good. I, I hate authority. So if there's any authority listening, you know, like, know that you are hated by the Rob of comedy. You are hated. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Look, you have a couple of shows coming up here in Queensland. And, you know, you, you've had such an immense TV and movie show history in your, I guess, repertoire and resume. How does it feel transforming it into a, uh, a live stage show? Look, uh, live is just so much easier. It's it's like basically the way I look at it, like it's a TV or a, you know TV series or a movie is like a relationship. There's a lot of work that goes into it. You know, it requires all this TLC and it just goes forever. Whereas you know stand up comedy is like a one night stand. They're both <laughs> in equal measures. So there you go. I see. I in my head, I look at you know stand up and live performances being you know incredibly hard because it's all in the moment. But you seem so comfortable with it. Look, I think I was just a born a smart ass, so, uh, you know, just um, ad-libbing comes naturally. Uh, you know, get talking my way out of situations with the authorities as a young man has prepared me for stand-up comedy. Who would have thought that was a, you know, a life skill, teaching you, uh, you know, talk, <laughs> talking to the cops, getting out of, you know, situations, and it's, it's paid off dividends. Well, also trying to chat up chicks, too. I had no luck with chicks before the media, so... Uh, you know, I, uh, you had to learn to talk. But I got nowhere anyway, so but I tried a lot of talking, but it got me nowhere. So luckily I'm in the media, so now I just get some decent women in my life. Lucky, you know? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> T- talking about on the fly, like I was I was watching, uh, or re-watching, I should say, your Logie acceptance speech from 2014. <laughs> and I love that you're laughing already because it was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely awesome. Because essentially, you, you won the Logie for well, it was uh, most outstanding light entertainment program. <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I think the have you, have you heard of the Mandela effect? If yeah, you heard about read about it. I think that Logie win was when the Mandela effect kicked in because it was too bizarre. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and look, the, the other thing about that speech is like I was probably about. 16 times over the legal limit to drive that night. So I'm, I'm, I'm amazed I could speak. Look, I was always wondering about the Logies, if they have just like unlimited bourbons and champagne on uh, on tap or if, you, you know, you've got to sneak your own in. No, look, in the old days, like let's say, ran out of the 2000s, it was unlimited. It was great. You could, And you didn't even have to sit in during the award ceremony. You just <laughs> stay at the bar. But now it's got all tight and it's just wine, beer. It's, you know, it's wine and spirits. And they keep you in there. They won't let you go. There's no bar outside like there used to be. So, yeah. you know. And completely understandable. 
Like that. That's. Well, no, 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 they should have kept that in. You know? <laughs> I, I'm all meant that it was completely understandable what you said after 16 uh, times the legal limit. Not, not the fact that they're now down to beer and spirit, uh, not spirits, beer and wine. But your your yep. speech there was, uh, you know, saying this is a great win for the real people, not the fake stuff out there. This is a comedy for the real battlers and the real people of Australia, and it's it's so <coughs> bloody true. Well, look, Hauser has, <clears throat> it really does represent the, uh, I don't know, the, I mean, I, I hate the word like uh, Aussie battlers and bogans and all that. They're, to me, they're the real old school Aussies. They're honest, you know, they're always pretty welcoming, you know, they're, 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 uh, they're hardcore, but they, they embody that wild Australian attitude that's being whipped out of us by political correctness. So um, it was a win for them. They supported us and uh, without all that love, we wouldn't have won. And that's the thing. I feel like with the political correctness and all that, the people who are getting getting all offended by it, uh, the people who are um, is that line all good? It's a bit of a explosion. Yeah, oh, cool. Um, yeah, the people who are getting offended by it are not the people who the show is making fun of. Like I feel like the people who are being made fun of are loving it and they're getting involved in it. What's what's your experience, especially with the live shows? Do you get a lot of good feedback from them? Look, when we do, uh, particularly Queensland, people love it. You know, they know what to expect. They want a wild show. They get a wild show. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, the only times we ever have any kind of like walkouts are when we do comedy festivals, and you get some oh. people who don't know what they're in for, and then suddenly they're shocked <laughs> yeah. and appalled at the, at the various Paul Finnick comedy shenanigans. So, uh, no. I, I imagine. Do you, does it work both ways for these shows? Do you get a lot of interesting people come up and and offend you in a way? I haven't been offended. I've, I've, I've nearly been assaulted a few times. I've had glasses thrown at me. I've been glassed. Um, I've had, like, you know, crazy, horny, uh, drunk women, you know, kind of attempt sex acts on stage. So, you know, I, I, would, I don't know if that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it if sounds... I, I would love... You know, I wish I was an audience member watching my shows because they are such fun. They're the craziest, <laughs> wildest comedy shows you could see. And it's not like a normal stand-up show. There's... Normally, you stand up, he's up there on the stage, and there's an invisible barrier between him and the audience, and that's it. But I'm down in the audience. The audience is on stage. Look, there is no barrier. We we are all one. Up and, close um, and that makes for, Oh, mate, we, it's, it's a crazy show. I mean, and it's the only show in the world where people get assaulted by a thong consensual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up. Can we expect <laughs> people getting a thonging uh, for the Queensland shows? Of course, Queenslanders love a thong. <laughs> the, 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 I have to say, I, I'm losing respect for the for the Queensland male. In the old days, they were the first ones up there requesting a thong, and, <laughs> but now it's the girls who are up there, and the guys are hiding in you know in, in the bar. Ooh. So something's changed up there. I don't know if it's the water or you know the, it's that mine from that Indian bloke up north doing something to your uh, you know the fluoride in the toothpaste. But something's <laughs> changed. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to call all our Queensland male listeners to get up on board and get a good thonging. Mate, you know, like I just, uh, I've been disappointed recently. You know, the last the last few years, the number of Queensland males requesting a thonging has has reduced radically. That's a, that's a real disappointment. James, James and I will have to get up on stage to make up for this. Yeah, good, good. I'm, I'll happily thong anyone. Like, <laughs> so long, it's, it's probably my favourite part of the show. <laughs> you essentially get paid to, to thong people, and that sounds like living the dream right there. Look, it's not it's not the entire show. It's a portion of the show, but it's certainly one of my favourite parts of the show. I'll say that. Yeah, so of course you were mentioning before it's a bit of a, a one-night stand. So how, how are you romanticising uh, your audience <laughs> during this one-night stand? <laughs> 
I'm like, I don't know. Am I romantic? No, look, you know what? I work really hard. I, I know what it's like to be the person. You, you went all to the effort of going out to watch this comedy show, and you want it to be as good as possible. So every time I go out there, you know, I just want to get the best, funniest, cleverest show that I can, you know? So uh, that's my focus. I just... I'd I, I hate to be for people to be disappointed because you know it's a big effort to go out these days. It's easy to stay home and watch you know Netflix or whatever, but yeah, it's, yeah. you know it's an effort to go and watch somebody. So when they do, it's a great compliment. So um, yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's in, also uh, like you were saying, like you're 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 in the crowd as well. So it's a real <coughs> real live experience for the people as well, which is great. Well, now look, kid, I think um, I've been given so much love over the years from just the people who've watched my shows, kind of TV form and live. Uh, I just work as hard as I possibly can. Any time that I'm, you know, attempting to entertain someone, they get a thousand percent from me because I really appreciate their ongoing love and support, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, uh, when and where can we catch you when you come up to Queensland? Come on, you got the paper in front of you with all the details. I'm, you just caught me like I'm having some wines. <laughs> you know, my, my naked, my girlfriend's naked in the hot tub and you expect me to pull out the dates and figures and well, the pub names. The, you know, come on, mate, relax. J- Jamesy and I aren't reputable figures like yourself. We can't be... Oh, Jamesy, Jamesy's more reputable than I am. Maybe he's got them. Well, look, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hey, happy that you've had some Google wines. Well, there's a few bourbons, a couple of tequilas. I didn't want to kind of brag, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, well, you're playing. The, you're playing the Callum Vale Hotel, which yeah, uh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. And, and like, if I say any uh, any places that you're not playing, then I guess you're just going to have to play them now. <laughs> yeah, that's the main. You just make them up. Uh, you're playing Bay FM on uh, next Saturday night, and then you're playing at my house the following uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the following night I'm in the uh, Macca's car park at Logan Lee. Actually, oh. I think that's that's where that's going to be. Actually, it's not a it's not a show. It's it's going to be like a just sort of a, a bare knuckle fight between a drug dealer that owes me money. So <laughs> anyway, so you're playing Saturday, September 21st, Callumvale Hotel, and then the very next night, Sunday, September 22nd, you're playing the Paddo, the Paddington Hotel. Yes, that, that you've got. See, you had that information <laughs> the whole time. But it always sounds better when it comes from you. Right. No, nobody told me that I had to come up with that. So you know what? You get an extra hard song and you get on the stage because you put me on the spot, made me look like a dick in front of my naked girlfriend using the hot tub. Oh. You're gone. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's Look, it for us. There's one thing I uh, I've wanted to ask you, Paul, and it's you've worked yes. with such a um, you know obviously you're a talent yourself, directing, you know, acting, producing, doing doing the whole you know thing, and you've worked with a lot of other talented people. Who would be one of your favourites that you've worked with across the, the last twenty twenty five years? Well, look, you know, I probably, uh, there's been a lot of legends. I mean, I love working with Ian Turpey. He was great to work with. Um, the uh, Eldor, who plays Shazza, is great. Um, I mean, there's been so many cameos, but the last couple of years, I was really lucky enough to work on a few projects with Paul Hogan. There's a new movie of his coming out called The, uh, what is it, The um, Incredible Mr. No, the, the Incredible Mr. Dundee. It's it's a movie being made at the moment. It's a massive kind of movie. It's, uh, it's in America and Australia, and I got to do a little cameo on it, and uh, it's got like Mel Gibson and like all these massive stars, Livy Newton John and bloody I think Hemsworth is in it and it's huge. So I've got to say, look, I mean, not that I want to take down anyone else that I work with, but to me, Hogs was a legend as a kid, and to be in a movie with him was just like you know, it's kind of career highlight. So uh, that was pretty mad. Yeah, definitely, absolutely iconic. Yeah, you know, he's uh, and and the great thing is we we kind of became friends. We found out we had a lot of similarities. You know, like he used to be a boxer. Yeah, the working class background, you know, 
He used to kind of produce his own stuff and deal with the executives direct back in the day when he was killing it. I mean, I'm nowhere in his league, but it was just great to have a moment where you could talk to a legend like that and find some sort of common, you know, some sort of, we bonded a bit. It was great. We became kind of buddies, I guess. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, that's unreal. Well, Paul, thank you so much for coming on air with us tonight. It's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. You're obviously playing some uh, live shows at the Callumvale Hotel on the 21st and the Paddo Hotel on the 22nd. Is there anything you would uh, like to leave and, uh, and say to the audience? <clears throat> oh, probably just a wiki fact about Callumvale. You probably didn't know this, but in Aboriginal language, Callumvale translated means Centrelink. That is uh, a little tip for you all, and I'll say goodnight on that note. <laughs> oh, Cheers, Paul, Paulie. thank thanks, you thanks. so much. You're listening. Take it easy, you're about- you're a bunch of stooges. I'm jumping in the hot tub. You can make it. I'm going. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to James and Dave, who are not in hot tubs, unfortunately. And that was Paul Fennick, live from a hot tub somewhere away from us. I wish it was near us. <laughs>